You are listening. You are listening. You're listening to. Do not. To not elsewhere. Not elsewhere. 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 Classified. Welcome to Not Elsewhere Classified, a podcast about the medical coding, health information technology, and clinical documentation improvement community. I'm your host, Brian Kui. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode number 39 of the Not Elsewhere Classified podcast. It's great to be back again. Uh, we're still dealing with this coronavirus, so hopefully everybody is staying at home, staying healthy, and staying safe. If this is the first time that you're listening to this episode, welcome. Please make sure to subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, don't forget to leave us a rating and a review. It definitely helps the podcast out. Also, I do want to announce that we've changed platforms so you can go and find all of our podcast episodes by going to anchor.fm slash NEC podcast. Again, that's anchor like the ship anchor, A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M slash NEC podcast. One great thing about anchor is that it allows me to actually monetize my podcast And so one feature that I've actually added in is actually monthly uh, donations. I know I've been doing this podcast for quite some time for free, and I've been looking into expanding the podcast. That includes upgrading equipment. Also, I got some feedback from our Facebook group. Yes, we do have a NEC podcast Facebook group, and one of the recommendations was for us to go on YouTube. So for in order for me to go to YouTube and make videos, I have to upgrade my computer, uh, purchase software, learn how to do that. So that's going to take a lot of time. And keep in mind, I am the one doing it. So the donations range, but the minimum, I'm just going to start off with the minimum. It's 99 cents per month. So think about that. I do right now two episodes a month. So that's about 50 cents an episode. But of course, if you value the content that I'm giving you, you can definitely give some more per month. And I'm sure you can cancel at any time. Also, one great feature that Anchor has is that when you go to the website, again, anchor.fm slash NEC podcast, you can directly leave a voice message and give your feedback, recommendations, compliments, criticisms, whatever you need to do, just go to that website and leave a quick voice message. I also want to take a moment and promote our sponsors. Again, you go to medicalcodinggeek.com slash partners to see all of our partners, including the Haugen Consulting Group, Project Resume, RadRx, and so much more. Again, all you have to do is go to medicalcodinggeek.com slash partners. So today in the podcast, we have back Noel Dale Brown. Since our last episode, which by the way, if you're listening to this for the first time, you might want to stop and go check out the podcast episode titled Building Your Tribe to Survive. In that episode, we talk about mentorship, but in this episode, we get caught up and talk about her experience in preparing and taking the RHI exam. So this is a little bit different from Erica Brady's episode in where she talks about what it took for her because she had experience in the clinical portion. She's actually was a supervisor prior to taking the test. And of course, upon taking the test, she shares her experience on navigating the waters of disappointment. We also go into other things, but definitely you have to listen to this episode for that. So without further ado, here is my follow-up episode, The Sequela with Noelle Dale-Brown. Enjoy. All right. So I'm hitting the record button uh, today on the podcast. Uh, we have, well, I, I like to call it the, sequ- the sequela, the sequela. How do you say it? The, the sequel. sequel. <laughs> the sequel. The sequel, uh, You're right? my first sequel. Yeah. Uh, I've always, uh, in this podcast, I've interviewed quite a lot of people. Not so much that I, I, I want to do more, like, you know, but I think it's always good to have um, somebody come back. And I know, the, sure. you know your episode was very popular, Noel. I have, by the way, Noel yeah. uh, Dale Brown back on the podcast. Welcome back. Um, Thank you. And I would, you know, I think 
So one of the things that I brought her back for is a follow-up on what's been happening lately. And I'm sure for those that have been following the podcast, Noelle Dale, the last episode that she did, gosh, it was so long ago. When was like 2018, 19? Oh, my gosh, gosh that was, was quite a few years. There's a couple of years yeah. ago, yeah. And uh, it seemed like yesterday because I look back, I'm like, my goodness, it's been such a long time. But it seemed like yesterday that we just did this episode because every conversation we have, it, it'll go for like yeah. a really long time. So the last time that you time. were on, you talked about mentorship. But today, I think since we've been on lately with the episodes on more like motivation, because I know the last um, mm-hmm. RHIA type of episode, we had Erica Brady. She shared her insights. And um, mm-hmm. you just recently passed your RHIA exam. But before we get to yeah. that, what's been going on? Well, <laughs> it's been a while. Wow. It's been a very long time. Yes. So, um so the, the kind of going back from our interview, one of the most unique things with me is I I've had so much experience. You know, I've had a lot of experience prior to getting credentials in HIM. So I've held quite a few um, positions where I've had the opportunity to um, delve into HIM prior prior to being credentialed. Um, so it, it's I've been blessed in that sense. Um, so I've held a manager role um, in one of New England's um, biggest hospitals, hospital rather, and um, it's uh, it's been quite a journey in HIM. So I think the last time we had, we talked, I was in a supervisory role. Yeah, you just got into Smith. the supervisor role. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, so that would be, a, look at, I'm looking at your, at your uh, LinkedIn profile, by the way, July 2017. Yeah. So, God, that's a, such a long time ago. Yes, yes. <laughs> and I remember taking that job and calling you and asking your opinion yeah, and picking yeah, your brain. Yeah. And I was pretty nervous about it. And um, now I'm in a manager role, Um where I supervise 15 full-time employees, wow. including per diem staff. Wow. So it's been quite a journey, and um, I've learned so much over the years. Um, I, I think like any student, I kind of went into HIM gung-ho, like, yep, yeah, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to go to, the, you know, I'm going to do the best I can, and I'm going to be the best manager ever, and... Um, you know, the, on the way to on the way there, it's taught me a lot. I've learned a lot about you know companies and corporations Good. and their perspective mm-hmm. on HIM. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I I've learned that um, not everyone views HIM the way I do or yes. the way we do. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, um, a lot of people see it differently, and it can be discouraging. I'm gonna be. Uh, completely honest of course um and and if i can be completely honest i will say that not a lot of companies understand what him is Mm -hmm. and what and what what an what an rhia brings to the table and if i can go further they don't even know a lot of them what an rhia is right 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 (laughs) um they just know that you know okay well these are the people that know the job better than we do so let's hire them but um um uh, it's it's been quite the journey mm. um of acceptance okay and um and also of growing and learning and i have to shout out um anissa mcbreen who is an RHIT, mm-hmm. and she is she is also a great colleague on LinkedIn. She great. is a um, mentor of mine, and she has tremendous years of experience in HIM, and she kind of held my hand through a lot of my challenges. I could call on her. She's also a consultant in HIM, and um, I think to survive in this day and age in HIM, uh, a student must have a mentor. You can't do it without one. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm, I'm for sure. <laughs> That's what I've found. Mm-hmm. Um, you definitely need a mentor. Certainly the education is important, but um, the practical, when you go into the, the, the company, depending on the type of company you go into, mm-hmm. 
you're going to be faced with real life situations that you're going to have to come up with real life solutions to. And I, th- I think that's and, important um, with the with the exam. I, and I I did yeah. um you know an episode about the test, yeah. the exam, the preparation, and and the real. And I, I'm still seeing it now in in the Facebook groups where. They're so concerned about the study guide question, and, yeah. and I, I I look back and I'm, I, it's not to, that I want to laugh at them. I said you just have no idea of the yeah. ramifications <laughs> of that question, like, right. and and sometimes I, I I don't think they see it, and and and, and for you right. to truly answer that question, which we'll get into the exam in a bit, you know, you have to yeah. immerse yourself in that situation. Right, you have to. It's um. It's so much more than just the book work, mm-hmm. you know. Um, it's it's um, it's personality. It's um, yeah. um, <laughs> I, if I can be honest to any student listening, it's personality, um, enthusiasm. It's a lot of resilience. Yeah. It's a lot of um, 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 coping and understanding cultural diversity. Mm-hmm. And the economics of um, work environment, mm-hmm. if I could put it that way. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, or you mean um, politics? All those <laughs> correct. <laughs> Thank you, Brian. Thank you mean you. the politics? The politics. Yes, it, it, it really, really matters. Mm-hmm. It does, and mm-hmm. it, it it will determine how far you go in HIV. Mm-hmm. And uh, you have to learn those skills quickly um, in order to survive and thrive. Um, um, HIM is is so rapidly changing, you know. mm -hmm. Um, And and I I sat down with a a leader in in HIM recently and was having that conversation, a VP at a very popular hospital, and Mm -hmm. I asked her the question, where is HIM going? Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, the conversation was along those lines. You know, it's it's so forever changing that we have to diversify our skill set, um, you know, to be able to survive. Now, yeah. you you when you first um, our last conversation, you worked in a skilled nursing facility and, uh, yeah. and then you transfer. Is this a, is this a, a regular hospital inpatient outpatient full service hospital that you work at? Um, it's, uh, it's, it's more so, um, it's home care. Home care. Actually. Oh, okay. Okay. So yeah, somewhat yeah. similar. It's right? home care. Yeah. Somewhat similar. Okay. Um, a yeah. question that I have is how, um, the skills that you've learned in the skilled nursing facility as a supervisor. So yeah. you transition from supervisor to manager. How did that yeah. carry or transition into your current role as a manager? So, like, what would be like? Do would you consider that like an upgrade from your old position to the yeah, manager position? Yeah, definitely was. Yeah, it, from the skilled nursing facility to um, the manager role, it definitely was an upgrade. Mm-hmm. Um, um, upgrade in salary, upgrade in title. Mm-hmm. You know, all those things which are great. Um, the transferable skills, to your point, um, because healthcare companies are dealing with a lot, you know, mm-hmm. here are the changes that are so rapidly coming, you know, final rules and, and CMS regulations that are rapidly changing mm-hmm. and reimbursement regulations and all that kinds of kind of thing. Um, you know, some companies are in the best position to deal with those, and some aren't. Mm-hmm. And um, the lack of sometimes, um, you know, the lack of understanding of HIM, um, you know, from a leadership standpoint, um, can place HIM leaders in a in a in a position where they don't have a seat at the table mm, to yeah. really. Mm-hmm to really be um, integral in these big decision-making projects or topics Mm -hmm. or policies, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and that's that's where I think the fight is for health information management leaders and professionals is to speak up so loudly and 
clearly and articulate that hey mm. i know what i'm talking about <laughs> now i can i can definitely see i can definitely parallel that with um in the cdi industry for him professionals right so yeah, have you yeah. seen on LinkedIn? Uh, I'm on the fight. <laughs> I'm on I the know. Fight I see that. To uh, yes, to to do that. the same thing that you're doing in HIM in placement of the, I guess, amongst the healthcare administration, right? And mm-hmm. I've worked for a hospital for for 12 years, and even though I wasn't yeah. a manager per se or a supervisor, I saw it. Like I really saw it. I mm-hmm. saw the struggle where, like you mm-hmm. say, you know, just being heard. And mm-hmm. the the director, the corporate director that I was under, she had a very strong personality. So over the years, mm-hmm. she built a very strong reputation for mm-hmm. HIM. And I think one of the things that, from what I have observed, that got HIM uh, very, I guess, well known amongst the you know healthcare administration, of course, is education. But um, mm-hmm. she put her foot in in the time of transition from paper-based to electronic health records right and you have to force yourself to be known as the expert in him right and if you're not shown your if you're not um perceived by administration as the expert then yeah you can get a sense mm-hmm. as to why they'll, they'll kind of hush you off you know and you know put you to the side they will, yeah yeah Certainly. so yeah. you know if yeah. you're for those that are wondering well because i remember back in the day i was like oh you know i gotta i know i gotta be an him director and and i i know i got mm-hmm. that first taste for a year and i really didn't <laughs> like that taste mm-hmm. at all and 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 for mm-hmm. those that are trying to they're thinking oh i can be with my HIM degree and HIM manager, you know, just really uh. sit down and think about it, you know, <laughs> really sit down and think about right. it. I highly suggest not just, again, from the book standpoint, but mm-hmm. from the politics standpoint, from the diplomacy sure. standpoint, because you're not just dealing with administrators, yep. you're looking at multi departments, internal, external sure. customers, etc. So I, I, I yep. feel you. I feel for real. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's, um, it's it's quite the it's quite the it's quite the struggle, mm-hmm. and I and I have to be real. Um, of course, yeah. In my real. in my assessment of it, right? Mm-hmm. You have to really love it. I remember I remember at one point, um, I was I was about to text Cindy, uh, you know Cindy, my my school director, mm-hmm. and go, "Oh my goodness, really? <laughs> what did I sign up for?" You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but you you have to love it, and I think what 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 has kept me in it is um you come across these work situations where you you have great staff right and you have an open staff and you have staff that are um that respect you and they look to you for leadership they believe everything you know what you say and they see how your outcomes work and they see how you work to nurture them professionally and to build them. And I think once you, if you, um, if you have that innate desire to lead and you care about people sincerely, and I mean sincerely care about the professional growth and development of people, then and you stick to that and you use your education to lift them up and to raise them up and to educate them they will shine for you and so that's what i've learned um and that's what it has um what's the word i'm looking for that's what has set the mark for me as a leader my staff spoke for me my staff spoke on my behalf with the based on the work we did and the outcomes the work um produced do you see my point they took pride in their um, work and they they wanted to make yes, sure that the department yes. shines yeah yes and it, it showed it showed in the key metrics it showed in the data it showed in what we set out to do or meetings the outcomes you know things like that um and i think um any HIM student that wants to become a manager, a leader, should hone in on that. Hone in on the thought that, okay, now I have the education. 
if I'm over people, my goal is not to be over them as a manager, but to support them, lift them up, raise them up, and uh, understand their personalities, understand the diversity of your team, and figure out how you're going to use those skills and personalities to get the work done. Yeah, yeah. And then I I remember when I was a director for a, um, a jail system in South Florida, and yeah. In your in your my situation, I had no management experience. I just went in there, and I the the true mentors going in were my employees, and right. I had a I had I had to sit down because I had first of all before that I was in the hospital. I was an HIM tech, so going from hospital mm-hmm. to jail system. The system is totally different, so you have to kind of like mm-hmm. rewire your brain, do a bit of sure. you know what what you know what are some of the similarities of where I was before and where I am now, mm-hmm. um, and kind of mm-hmm. get a sense of like what is this system that I am working with, and I found myself sure. learning from my employees, but then also mm-hmm. once I got a gist <laughs> of what the system is, and I'm I'm going to talk about it in another episode once you develop your understanding of the system and i think you're doing that now mm-hmm. it's like understanding the system mm-hmm. the organization the politics the fact mm-hmm. that you have to be diplomatic etc then you mm-hmm. begin to start well, teaching that the concepts that they're doing that your employees are doing mm-hmm. to your employees you let them know hey this is right. what this is this is the ramifications of what you're doing this is the importance right. the uh, which i guess will definitely build up the passion in the work and of course build up your department for sure right but one of the things too i do think that companies should also try to get on board uh, with and um this is probably where ahima comes in with you know spreading the word uh, of the importance of RHIA, the importance of HIM, is to understand that there, you know, business as usual is not going to give you the results that you desire. So Steve Jobs, I think, said it perfectly. Don't, why hire someone and then, and, and I'm paraphrasing, hire smart people, something along those lines, and then tell them what to do, right? Um, you can't. You have to. I, I think one of the things they have to be open to doing is be open to uh, pro- providing the space for um, the employee, the the new hire, to be creative, right? To try new things, to uh, put them on a different path. And there are a lot of organizations that are conservative in their views, and you know they may not want to. Um, let go of paper records, let's mm-hmm. say, for example. Yeah. Um, they want to hold on to them for 50 years, wow. okay? <laughs> wow. um, for example. Um, but, you know, so it's now the HIM manager's job to petition and to leverage, you know, um, allies and um, the laws and, you know, give them an understanding that, hey, it's okay to actually, once you have an electronic form of the record, you know, you know, you can actually get rid of the paper. It's okay to do that, <laughs> you know. So um, those, I think that's going to be a huge skill set that students are going to need to learn. But I also I feel like, you know, companies, you cannot hire, you know, managers with experience into your company and then, you know, not allow them to help you right? You hired them because you had an issue. So now allow them to help you. Allow them to, you know, put their creative spin on things and, um, you know, leverage their colleagues and network and help your company be better. You know, like in in an interview, like for mm -hmm. example, like an interview, (laughs) an interview question, what do you have to bring to the table? You know, and you go through all of the ideas and and all of that and then they they hire you but they won't allow you to, to right. you know to to to, right. to exactly. uh, allow you to use your answers and your resources and your solutions right. exactly yeah and 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 i can tell you that that can be very discouraging for um an him professional you know it, when you are enthusiastic and gung-ho and you don't learn this in school i'm be no. honest with you right no. 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 <laughs> you don't learn how to not navigate the waters of disappointment or navigate the waters of, 
you know, um, uh, this work environment doesn't work, what do I do, okay? Um, what, do I, what do I do if my ideas aren't being accepted? What do I do if I, you know, they're not, you know, my, I'm not able to creatively perform and grow in this organization? What do I do? Um, what, where do I go from here? And I think um, that's where I, I want to make a difference. I want to be, really be able to, 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 to speak the truth about that. Say, you know, you're going to hit that bump in the road and you're going to have those second thoughts about why did I get involved in HIM? Why did I go get a degree in it? And, you know, it's, I, I may not like it anymore. Well, how do I, because how do I, how do I, HIM is so diverse, right, and there's so many other things you can do with your degree. Where do I find that information? How do I learn that? And how can I match my personality and my creativity with, with a field in HIM that would work for me? Yeah, yeah. Here's another. Here's yeah. a question, right? So during the yeah. the time of transition from supervisor to manager, you're still going through school, right? Yeah. So, so how are you? How are you? Um, so on top of the transition, <laughs> how are you handling school on top of that? Oh my God! And so I, it it was it was not easy. I can tell you, Brian, that I. Uh, I um I I had a my husband and I had our first child. Mm-hmm. Congratulations! And during my maternity, thank you. <laughs> during my maternity leave, I was studying for my RHIA. Mm-hmm. I was also studying for my RMA. Wow. Shout out to Professor Professor Williams who put me on the track to get that credential. Wow. Um, what is an RMA, by the way? Just for those that are listening. So it's. So RMA is a registered medical assistant. Um, for many years, I, I went to medical assistant school, but I just didn't um, get the certification mm, okay. to be credentialed as mm-hmm. a registered clinician. Mm-hmm. And so I spent the money to get the education, but just did not do the, the credentialing exam. And so I finally did it and um, with AMT and got the, oh, the nice. credentials. Yeah, and nice. this was out of a conversation with my professor. Mm-hmm. Because I saw that she had the credentials, I go, how how can I? I just asked the question, and she gave me the information. I called the company, applied, and I was approved to take the test. Wow! 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 <laughs> so the, the the art the art of networking and discussion is oh, for sure. powerful. Yeah. 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 So how soon um how soon did from the RMA like how far between the tests you took your RMA then your RHIA how long did it take in between? Um, about a month or less. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, a couple of weeks. Yeah, and that wow. was yeah, yeah. My motivation was yeah, that's I've come too far. Uh-huh. I've come too far, and when my daughter was born, uh-huh. I, I looked in her eyes and I said, "I have to do this for her." Oh, I've come nice. way too far to yeah. give up now, you know. Wow. And I and I gave it everything I got, and I was. Scared to death because I, I wasn't I was not at a place where I was ready to take the mm-hmm, test. Mm-hmm. But I, I with that I remember taking the test and coming out of the te- the exam room and crying mm-hmm, mm-hmm. tears to the, the the person at the front desk and she looks at me and goes, "Are those tears of joy?" <laughs> <laughs> for which test, the RMA or the RHIA? For for the RHIA, you know. <laughs> okay. And I held I held my face and I looked at her. And I go, "You just don't understand." Yeah, what I've yeah, been through. Yeah, yeah. So before so, before we get to the yeah. tears, I would love to hear more of the tears. But I'm sure yeah, the sure. audience would like to know because that you you just gave me another. I didn't know about the RMA. I knew about the RMA, but I didn't mm-hmm. realize how how close together you were studying on the RMA, the reg, the registered mm-hmm. medical assistant and the registered assistant. health information ad, information administrator. administrator. How mm-hmm. did you? structure your studying were you overlapping your 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 those exams or how did you work it out time okay well what i did was i said okay noelle you you did clinical work so i i worked with doctors and i did blood pressures and glucose sticks and all those kinds Mm -hmm. of things i traveled around and to different doctors offices so i knew the clinical piece good so i just got the study text Sat down, um, made flashcards of, of the entire book, okay? Okay, good. And sat there and, and, and sometimes 1 o'clock in the morning, 2 o'clock in the morning while mm. my husband and my baby's asleep, I'm up studying, and wow. um, I was determined to do it. And so I gave myself two weeks. So I studied two weeks 
two to three weeks for the RMA, and then wow. I just booked the test and did the exam and passed it. And then about two to three weeks afterwards, I um, gave myself that time frame too for the RHIA, <laughs> and that's when I kind of picked your brain, and I'm like, Brian, how do I pass this test? Because I was looking at the book going, this is impossible. Mm-hmm. It's so much information uh-huh. to retain uh-huh. in the RHIA book, and you know, the Oaks and Waters book, people were saying, oh, read the Oaks and Waters book back to front. And I'm like, there is no way I'm going to read this big Mm-mm, textbook Mm-mm, Mm-mm. and retain everything. No. And you said to me, Noel, all you need to do is just get the Ahima book. Do not study. Just take the practice test until you get good at it. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> That's it. And I, and I went for it. I, I, I one thing I did was figure out what, what my study style was. Okay, so everybody good. has their study yeah. style. Mm-hmm. I'm not a, a big sit-down reader. I get bored mm, easy with reading me. big textbooks. Yeah. So what I did was Ahima had this great, they had the Ahima RHIA study guide electronically. Yeah. I love computers. I love laptops. I love to sit on the couch with my laptop and mm surf and so on. So mm-hmm. that worked for me. I was able to pop it on, take a 30-minute test, mm-hmm. done. Next day, take another 30-minute test, done. And so that worked for me. Mm-hmm. And um, I can tell you, when I went into the exam, though, it was, oh, my goodness, it was brutal. So what was it? So, <laughs> but you, I, I, so the difference between, I guess, your situation and everybody else was that you have already had the experience so yes. for your instance, and my instance too, when I took the CDIP exam, um, going mm-hmm. in with nine years as a CDI, um, and wow. I, I guess we could talk to those that are in the field but don't have their credentials mm-hmm. yet. Um, yeah. I think for, and you can probably attest to it, is that you took what you have done and then you're mm-hmm. trying to turn it into what does it look like as a term? What does it look like as a question? And, right. and, and and like you said, with the RMA, you've done the clinical. Mm-hmm. So basically, you, you gave right. yourself the the confidence. Like, I've done this already, so yeah. why can't I just take the yes. test? And yes. I think that yes. should be the pushover yes. for those that are in the field, that are going to school, that are going to, their, they're going to op, um, obtain their credential. You have, have built yourself that confidence. You're already in the field. Let's take a moment for a quick break. And now back to our show. All you have to you're do is kind of, the field. Yeah, yeah. you've got to go backwards. You're not studying the book to, to see how it works right. in the real field. You're taking the stuff from the real field and then trying to see how it looks like as a question and then solve it based upon your uh, experience. You know, that's I think that's that the key. Exactly that, that, right. For me, the experience is what passed the test. You know, the, the studying to me, like, I agree, reading a book, I mean, I'll go to sleep. <laughs> I'll go oh, to, my God. I'll go to I'll sleep within 30 asleep. minutes. If I want to, if I'm having insomnia, yeah. just give me a book. I'll, I'll go to sleep for right away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that didn't work for me. And you're exactly right. It, you know, you really have to kind of take your work in the field and think of it as a question, like yeah. you said. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, you know, the, the RHA, there was a lot of data questions Of on course, there. yeah. And, number I, one, and yeah. a, a lot, and and it was you had to. I had to like step back from myself for a minute and not, you know, Panic. but look at it in in, in practical terms. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm not yeah, sure yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. No. Like, yeah, how does it how does it fit in your daily work yes. over the past couple of years? Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. So, so but the, the good thing is the questions are situational, and so that's you know that's my point, I was able yeah. to. Yes, they're situational. And so because of that, I was able to think, okay, how would I do this? Or, you know, based on what I there know. There you go. And, uh, and that was what was able to get me through answering the questions and to be successful at the exam. You see, yeah. so when we, when we talk like 2007, God, 2017, sorry, mm-hmm. I, I already yeah, knew. Yeah. I already knew you were going to pass the test because you, oh, you had the... <laughs> I already saw it. Like this girl's gonna pass the test. Why? Why does she have to yeah. worry? What is she calling me for? Yeah. Um, I, I know most of yeah. it's more out of anxiety, but I felt like you had yeah. you you had the the mental pathway to solve the problem. You know, the ability to Thank to you. create the the you know, like I know what to do, or or like you say, you know how to step back and 
and take it all in in a way that okay yeah. what is it that i have and then what are, what is the yep. first step i need to take to answer this question and follow them to resolve right. to the next step and then the next step and the next step but you're all doing you're exactly. doing this in a matter of like like two minutes so um, oh, yeah. you know, that's, sure. that's definitely sure. a time crunch is the, is the big factor in taking the exam. Yes. Yes. It, um, and, and, and what I found was good to, uh, you know, asking other people what were their experiences, mm-hmm. like Erica Brady, who mm-hmm. you interviewed, mm-hmm. I, I hooked her up, I hooked up with her on LinkedIn and said, oh, nice. you know, what was your experience? How did you find the test? And she gave me her tips. You know, and a lot of people that were saying, oh, I passed the RHI exam on LinkedIn, mm-hmm. I would send them a message. Yeah. How was a test for you? Yeah. Would, can you give me some tips? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And I, I saw, all, I saw all that. I'm like, this, this girl's becoming a, an RHIA consultant overnight. Which are... I know. So then let's refer, <laughs> let's refer to the LinkedIn post, right? So a month ago, yeah. uh, which sparked this <laughs> this uh, follow-up call is all of us, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm very active on LinkedIn. So what are you? All of a sudden, I get yeah. a notification of being tagged, and I'm like, "Oh, what did I, what did I do?" And, <laughs> and then I, I looked at it, and I saw you pass the test. I'm like, "Well, that's not a big surprise to me, <laughs> you know." Yeah, and yeah, um, right. and I was mentioning earlier, one thing that LinkedIn does is if you if you are, of course, if you're tagged, that's fine. But if you comment on someone's post. Um, and I'll talk mm-hmm. about this later on in another episode. Mm-hmm. It, it go basically your activity goes on your, my feed. So basically, I think of about five thousand or so people. I think that follow me, so they get to mm-hmm. see it. Mm-hmm. And those people that follow me uh. are people who take exams. And and when I commented, right. I put it. You know, I'm not surprised. Why are you? You know, it's no big surprise to me. But congratulations. <laughs> you know, I knew you were gonna pass, and right. and I left that comment. And all of a sudden, I kept on getting notifications, but not from my stuff, mm-hmm. but from, from your stuff. And it kept on growing, and it kept on growing more so that that your stats uh, as of today. Uh, 432 likes, 152 comments, mm-hmm. and you probably intermingled with that, uh, with what right. you were doing when people were asking. Because I know the first question that you could, they're going to ask is, especially if they're about to take their RHIA, well, first, congratulations, but I know they're going to, like, you know, sneak in there, like, well, can you kind of give me some, t- <laughs> some, some tips? Right, on give the me some tips, too, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 One of the things, a couple of things I saw come out of that post, right? One of them was that you mentioned that a lot of people were saying, okay, well, can you give me some tips too? And then secondly, a lot of people were asking for mentorship. Mm -hmm. A lot of people were asking for help to figure out their career path. Yeah, yeah. Right? A lot of people were were saying, hey, you know, I I applied for this job and this isn't working out Mm -hmm. and what do I do and what are your thoughts on this? And, you know, and so I think, I think we have to go a step further as, well, you know, as whoever educated, you know, as educators Mm -hmm. and as HIM people, Mm -hmm. it's more than just graduating with your degree, um, you know, but it's also, you know, the mentorship piece. And, you know, one of the things I, I encourage students to do is to ask for mentorship, ask, for help if you need it, but also for the professionals that are already in the field to be open to doing that too, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, there, I got a lot of no's for mentorship, yeah. and I got some yeses too. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, so just to be open to that idea to helping um, helping a, a, a student forward, you know, and and, and it, it helping could be as simple as just giving them listening to their desires, their needs, and also giving them your experience, right? Yeah, like yeah. you've done with mm-hmm. me, Brian. You've yeah. given me your experience, and you've t- told me, you know, what you went through in different industries. And, and so if that ever, if an author ever comes across my table for a person's system, <laughs> for example, I would be, I would remember, oh, we had that conversation, and this was your experience. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, I think more needs to be done in that arena. Um, you know, even with me, myself, being an HIM manager, I still need help, right? Yeah. You know, and I think we all do. We all need help in in figuring out the path to the path on the journey to HIM. Where do we want to go? Where do we want to end up on this road? You make a good point on, on, um, 
you make a good point on on the mentorship piece and i think you know this is why podcasting podcasting is important and um i know yeah. i had tony l holmes on um i actually am mentoring somebody else who is starting her own podcast um only mm-hmm. because the same thing i think for me i see podcasting as a professional is become is is where um all of the stuff that you know it needs to be captured uh not so much for me yeah. to share it with the audience my main purpose is like look i i want to talk to people but in the same way i want to hear my responses to some of the the, dis- the discussions that i have with other people and you get to right. keep that and if you're of course, we are HIM professionals, so we know how to catalog. We know we know how to inventory yeah. all of those uh, conversations and be able to retrieve it. And, and you know, and depending yeah. on what situation it is, that we're able to do that with podcasts. But I think you know, exactly. I think that's how you elevate. To me, if you're going to become a professional, everybody has to pod has to have a podcast. Yeah. Not so much that you want it popular, but again, for for a portfolio. So. You know, yeah. the many people that Absolutely. you, I know you've had a podcast. I know you had to step away from it, but um, I'm mm-hmm. going back to it because you have a lot of, <laughs> like, I listen to you and I, I'm also motivated. You know, I'm motivated from what you say. I'm motivated from, from you know, your changes from a supervisor to um, to manager, uh, to graduate, to, you know, certified, uh, registered RHIA. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's very motivating to hear it from other people. Like, wow, you know, it, it feels good that that other people feel the same way too, experience the same situations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and I think struggles, a, a bit of camaraderie. Yeah. You know, like I I feel it yeah. too, and I think yeah. that's that's the idea of the profession. Is like you know we feel it too, and as together, then we can definitely build those solutions. And you know, I know you're in a situation where you're trying to be heard, and so now you're going to go out there and say, well, how do I be heard? How do I become more uh, strong. How do I put right. my foot in the door? How do I put my foot down? You know, all of those situations. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, one, you, you, you had one time said to me, you know, creating content is important. And this is, this is back to this conversation that we're having. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you have something to say, say it. Yeah. Um, and the po- podcast is a great way to do that. Oh, for sure. And um, I have a, a, a tremendous passion to speak about this and mm-hmm. to um, write books on it, and oh, you yeah. know what I mean. There's yeah, this, yeah. there's just such a bubbling passion within me to go further. Yeah. Um, and I know I will. You know, it's it's um, it, it's 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 a desire and a gift to help somebody out there, right? Um, the path is certainly not easy, but when, if you stay motivated, if you get to where you want to go, yeah. There was um. Well, I had a conversation with uh, Dr. Cecil Lamhoko. He he calls me frequently. <laughs> he calls me from time to time to check up how I am. Um, and you know, he he asked, you know, how because I help him with the social media stuff. And he asked, well, how yeah. how are my posts? I said they're great. They're great. I mean, they're wonderful. But when are you going to have a podcast? <laughs> mm. <laughs> you know, so I'm telling everybody to have mm-hmm. a podcast. I think it. it the right some people he told me I, I like to write i like to write i said well that's that's a great deal you know that's that's mm-hmm. nothing there's nothing wrong with writing i think there's a there's always a mm-hmm. power in writing but i think in today's yeah. industry and i told him look if you're going to write but also i think you should comment and create a podcast on the stuff that you write and package that and he's like oh that's right. okay so uh, so for those that are following, I'm trying to get them to a podcast. A lot of people that I talk to, you should have a podcast because podcast, the stuff that absolutely. you write, it, it's golden. But somehow, you know, I, mm-hmm. for me, like for if it's written, you know, it's to me it, like an article, especially that I've done on LinkedIn, it can get lost, you know, and there's a, it usually can be dated. Uh, but sometimes you have to update it. That's why there's revisions, et cetera. And I, with a podcast, right, it's always right. sitting there. And, uh, That's it, right. and it never, to me, it's never outdated. But sometimes, I, like, like today, we have to do a sequela sequel episode and to kind of get a, you know, a fresh take on, on what's been going on with you. Yeah, it's not, it will never, it's like, it's like your archive, right? It's like mm-hmm. your encyclopedia for HIM. You can, you can pick one episode from your podcast and, and say, hey, go listen to this interview with so-and-so, right? It's, it's timely information, and I, I don't think it'll ever get stale, you oh, know what sure. I mean? 
Um, And that's the brilliant part about it. Yeah. Well, um, I think I've held you long enough. (laughs) We can we can talk forever, but you know, usually I I design. I want to design these sequel episodes to to not to go too long because we. I definitely so. you could definitely hear much of a great conversation similar to this. I mean, this is just yeah. an evolution of what we talked before on mentorship. You know, I don't want to kind of repeat yeah. what we talked before, but check out that first episode with Noel. Uh, what was it? The tribe? I forgot the title of it, but I'll definitely put it in the show mm-hmm. notes. Uh, so of course I yeah. always ask, uh, let's wrap it up with two questions, right? So this should yeah. be updated from, from back in 2017, 2018, right? So now, yeah. You are from supervisor to manager. You have graduated with a bachelor's in HIM. Now you are an RH, a fellow RHIA, and also now an RMA. You are now a mom, a new mom. Uh, And so what does the future now hold for you at this point? Well, um, you know, so I realized that... um, I've, I've realized that, you know, it's an ever-moving, uh, HIM is ever-changing and ever-moving. Mm-hmm. So right now I'm enrolled in a, 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 a Lean Six Sigma Green Belt oh, Healthcare wow. creden- credential program. Mm-hmm. So that program I'm working on getting um, a, a, a Lean Green Belt in. Wow. Um, I, I, and, and it's more so to learn for me. Mm-hmm. And also I'm looking to take... Um, P, uh, P, uh, PHO in Grande's mm-hmm. CCS certification For course. CCS, mm-hmm. uh, I want to do, a, uh, yep, and I want to do the CCS um, coding certification. Okay. Those two things I'm looking at, and I'm also playing with the idea, you know. And I and I saw Erica Brady. I'm sorry to stress this out. I saw Erica, Erica Brady say say it on LinkedIn. She said, you know, you know, nursing. It's like she feels like she has to become mm. a nurse to nah. fit in. Nah. You know, nah, <laughs> and, nah. um, yeah, and you then said, you don't even waste your time or your money. <laughs> no, she shouldn't. Because I think, so going back to that post, I, 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 sorry, Erica, we're <laughs> going to come back to you. So it was a post about, I think it, I have to go back, but somebody, a fellow colleague was struggling. She is like on the ACDAS advisory board, and it seemed like she... Um, still has this issue of being heard in the CDI space, mm-hmm. right? So, of course, it mm-hmm. being so today's the February 18th, as of this recording, this happened on Valentine's Day, out of all, all times mm-hmm. for me to get all fired up. And, uh, mm-hmm. and I said, mm-hmm. well, ultimately, like, where's the love? You know, where's the love uh, for HIM professionals in the CDI space? I can't believe we're still having this issue. Um, I know uh, Brian Murphy had talked about that. You know, in, in a recent report that the gap is somewhat uh, decreasing, but it's not decreasing enough to the point where that we're holding hands and we're not having this issue. So until we have this issue, mm-hmm. you know, then you'll hear me kind of like keep on talking about it. So anyways, Erica responded back um, or saying, you know, to the light that she felt that, you know, I don't think she's going to do it. She has too much on her plate. I just I talked to her a while ago. Uh, and gave her some advice, but uh, I don't see her being. But she she the, the she made a comment like, okay, maybe we should be, maybe I should go into nursing so that way I can be heard. And immediately, you know, I said, look, you, you don't need to do that. You don't need to do that. And I I, I can go into a full discussion in that. Um, I know she wanted to get her master's, yeah, so yeah. she's in the process of that. Uh, she wanted to get into coding, so like you know, you're you're gonna be heard, but it doesn't requ- necessarily. Even you know, I love my RNs. My fa- I have a family full of our RNs. Um, <laughs> you know, no hate to RNs, but you know, if right. you've already chosen your path, why are you going to at this point in time? Why are you going to waste money? And not the fact that it's going to go to waste, but why would you spend more time and more money to get something mm-hmm. else just to be heard? You could be heard. Right. You know, and I think my point was, you know, you can do it, but you just totally demean your own, the time and the money that you spent to get your RHIA. Right. So mm-hmm. if you get an RN, right. basically you're telling right. the industry that the RN is always better than the RHIA. It should not be that case. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's not the fact that so you, you feel that you feel, Brian, that with an RHIA, 
you you can still remain relevant in the healthcare industry. Yeah, I that's, think the, that's, key. Where that's the, the key. That's the key. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of a lot of professionals feel like at some point my degree is probably not going to matter. Mm-hmm. That's the the fear, right? So are you saying that you feel that that will never happen? I think it it's. It's not going to happen, but it's to the individual. I'm empowering the individual to not make it happen. You know, HIM is there for a reason. But like the same situation that you're in, you're in a you're Mm -hmm. in a in a situation that you're trying to be heard. But I don't think it's not a matter of being heard. It's just a matter of you know educating more, and that's the big key: is leveraging yourself as the expert. And so sometimes people who graduate out of school. Uh, no management is what are how are they going to be they're going to be very timid you know and you know not strong personality right, right, and right. over the years of going into the field you're going to develop you know that strong personality the fact that you're going to put your foot down and yep. and be a very strong yeah. person so i mean i was timid i mean <laughs> when i went to my first it. directorship position i had to go run in my office because i was like oh my gosh what did i get myself into you know and um that's that to me is you know if i had to you know hey uh any universities if you want me to do a keynote for your graduates this is what i'm going to tell you guys you're going to go out there mm-hmm. you're going to struggle you have to go in your office and figure out was this degree the right degree it, and, and the answer it, it yeah, always absolutely. is but it's up to you to decide if it was good Make for it. you right right yeah. absolutely yeah. you're gonna have those times and yeah. to say you won't you know it's not it wouldn't be an honest comment so yeah so that's what you know as far as future goes for sorry me, for going on know, that side note yeah. i got a bit fired no up. i'm sorry <laughs> no 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 i asked your question and it spiraled out of control yeah I'm that's sorry. okay <laughs> so you know I, I'm, I think I'm at the phase of reinventing myself um, mm-hmm. and, and, and discovering that sweet spot. You know, yeah. what is that sweet spot for me? I, I'm, I haven't found it yet, but I, I am still searching for it. Mm. Um, I'd love to find that sweet spot where I can thrive and cre- be creative in. Yeah. And um, I think, you know, and I'm saying I'm still, um, you know, figuring it out. I'll be honest with you, you know, I'm still figuring it out um, as I go here. I think that that's um, the that's the that's the journey, right? So you yeah, should be yeah, yeah. you should be catalog you should be capturing that that mm-hmm. that figuring out moment, and that that to me, yeah. you know, I, I remember somebody gave me a comment about one of my podcasts. It's like you know, you know, the the one on one interviews. It was you know too loud, this and that. You. Or rammering, and I and then I remember I drank too much coffee that day, so I have to learn and, and <laughs> etc. But you know, I made a point in in one. I forgot what it was it was um, it was a follow up podcast, just me. And I said, look, this podcast is about me, really, just more about me mm-hmm. and my interactions with people. Mm-hmm. If I make mistakes. Because, uh, like I said, I'm still figuring out this podcast. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it was for me. It was for for other people. But it was an intention for me to connect with people. And right. And like you say, you need to find that sweet spot. I think it's the, the other word is niche. What is the niche? Where do you fit in? Where's the sweet spot? What that is the niche? yeah. What's the niche? Yeah. You know that that you, you can seem relevant. So we're throwing all of those words in there. Yeah. For sure. I think yes. that's the key. You're absolutely right. How can I brand myself using my education and my skills and find that sweet spot Mm -hmm. that I can um, grow my roots in, Mm -hmm. okay, and thrive and be known as the expert in? I think that's really what what it comes down to, right? Because everybody's a brand, right? Everybody, you bring Mm -hmm. a brand Mm -hmm. with you, so to speak, when Mm -hmm. you go to apply for a job. Mm So, you know, what, what is this? What is that niche? What am I good at in HIM? And so, you know, I, for me, I, 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 I am good at a lot of things, but I want to be good at one thing. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, but I think that's never going to, it's, it's going to be, it's going to take some time to figure out what that one thing yeah. is. But yeah. I think over exactly. the time that you'll right. figure out, yeah. I think that's where you yeah. have to capture yourself. And, and so for people sure, that I interact sure. with, I said, look, you got to create a podcast. But also, I t- I, like I told Erica, um, 
eventually I want you speaking, you know, eventually I want you speaking, even yeah. though, even if, even for you, I want you to start going to events, uh, you know, go to your local to. chapters, oh my gosh, yeah. go to Ahima, Absolutely. you know, and, or not even, even, it doesn't have to be like HIM related. The fact that you have the, mm-hmm. the stories, the, the motivational stories that, you know, people can kind of mm-hmm. glean from and the fact that your post right there, uh, you know, 432 mm-hmm. likes, 152 comments, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. A lot of people. You've already developed yeah, an audience. So, you know, yeah, absolutely. that's absolutely. where you have to capitalize. That's where you have to capitalize and sure. kind of share your journey. Sure. And, you know, I think the journey of you trying to find the sweet spot um, over time. So that's that's my thing. I want to hear you speak. <laughs> <laughs> or at some point, and then this, and is, what I, this I, is what I've been doing lately. Um, I've been, uh, I noticed that. I've been that's inviting right. people yes. to speak with me for, at national conferences. So, oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, Listen, yeah, yeah. So, I would love to come with you anytime. Yeah, okay? so, so next next year, mind. yeah, so next year, <laughs> um, let's do a motivational one because I, I love the collaboration. I would love that. Uh, so let's, I I, I'm planning that. to do, I'm working on um, a HEMA for Atlanta, and I like to bring personalities in, talent, great talent, in to speak with me. Yeah, and it's like for me, Absolutely. I like, I don't want to be in the front, I actually want to be behind. You know, and, and push people forward. Like, look, I, I, I don't need the spotlight here. I'm giving you the spotlight. Even though you right. don't want the spotlight, take the spotlight. Right. Because if you, take if, it, right. and the fact that I'm giving you this opportunity, you need to take it and run with it. Because you never know uh, what That's potential brilliant. can unlock out of that, out of that, uh, out of that moment, you know. So, out of that moment. Yes. And, 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 you know, kudos to you for doing that. That is, that is wonderful. That's what you call, you know, paying it forward yeah, and you I, got I to. love that brian yeah so, so kudos to so you next year that. next yeah. year okay i want to yeah. see you next yeah. year um or you <laughs> can uh, what state are you in right now i'm in connecticut connecticut actually. okay so connect okay so connecticut right listen to yeah. connect with noelle dale invite her to speak <laughs> at the, the the state convention um yeah and i will come in and we will do a joint, uh, either a keynote. We'll put you on keynote right away. <laughs> You'll go from supervisor to keynote. So for me, it was slow. I was like regular locals. Then I did national. Uh, then I did keynote. I'm doing keynote oh, for the state. Brilliant. Yeah. So yeah, th- those are nice. Those are nice uh, gigs. So next year, I'm I'm writing it down. Yeah. Uh, me, no, Brian yeah. Queen, Noel Down. Key- and I'll hold you to it. Yeah. Keynote speaker for the Connecticut uh, CTHEMA, <laughs> Connecticut Health Information Management Association. There you go. Perfect. Cool. Yep. All right. So the last question. <laughs> last question is what what best was there, what best words of advice could you give at this point after everything you've been through to our audience? Take care of yourself. Take care of yourself, and I, you know, in my in my collaboration with HIM managers, in the acute care, uh, Smith, you know, my colleagues, we give so much to the field of HIM. I remember a colleague of mine telling me stories of her giving herself so much that, you know, to her detriment, right? You've got to take care of yourself, and we, we forget to do that. Um, you know, healthcare is a tough field, and it, uh, there's a lot of pressure to lean things out, right? Lean work processes out. Lean uh, different functions out, um, you know, to, make, uh, to, to, get, to, uh, to get certain outcomes, right? Data and, um, 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 you know, data is a huge thing for different healthcare facilities now. And how can we manipulate data to give us what we want? Um, it's a lot of work, and you can get lost in it, right? You can work long hours, you know, and you can give more than, more than what you have the capacity to give. And my advice would be to... Take care of yourself. If you work 8 to 4.30, <laughs> um, try to go home at 4.30. Okay? Stop working at 
especially if you have a family, okay? Step away from it. Make it home to dinner, right? Um, you know, uh, uh, um, work an extra few tools too, but not to the detriment of your self-care. That's my point. Your self-care has to be front and center because if you're not okay, you cannot be your best for the God and for yourself. So there you have it. That was Noelle Dale Brown. You can check her out by going to LinkedIn. She's right there. And again, the post that she's referring to, of course, is on LinkedIn. So, of course, in order for you to check that out, that post out, just go to her LinkedIn profile page. Again, due to the coronavirus, I do want to make sure that you guys are staying safe, staying home and staying healthy. Medicalcodinggeek.com